Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann today, we're focusing on the electricity problems facing Nelson Mandela Bay and the country at large. But in Nelson Mandela Bay, in addition to the load shedding challenges we've been facing, a sinister edge has been added, sabotage. Kwanabushle residents had by earlier this week spent three nights in darkness after a cable connecting the township was cut by suspected saboteurs. In addition to residents suffering, business does as well. And to get an idea of where business stands with this issue at the moment, Chief Executive Officer of the Nelson Mandela Bay Business Chamber, Denise Van Hastien, joining us. Denise, thanks for your time. It's uh, not looking any, any better than last time we spoke, unfortunately. Good morning, Darren. Yeah, it's very difficult times for business and especially for manufacturing in the city. We face a range of electricity-related issues. And in terms of substation failures, I actually looked across at all our geographic clusters and we've determined that there have been 28 um, unplanned power outages since the start of the, of the year which essentially has been in our industrial areas. So on top of load shedding, there's also been these power outages, which is very untenable when you consider uh, the impact this has on um, achievement of export orders and also investment and jobs and short time. So um, very difficult times for for industry. And obviously competitiveness, particularly with overseas competitors, uh, becomes very difficult for our local industry as well. Um, yes, it does. And uh, I mean, load shedding and the extreme load shedding we're having is absolutely untenable. We also did a survey among um, our big members to understand the impact. And we're finding that uh, many, in fact, 90% are halting investment and expansion plans. And 75% of businesses that we surveyed um, have implemented short term. You know, and I think what worries me when as the financial impact of what's happening begins to play out, we could potentially see retrenchments becoming the norm. Um, And what we're doing as organized business, there's a lot of interventions that we have in place because we need to do everything possible to save investment and jobs here. And one of the key interventions has been the 24-hour stage 5 plus uh, schedule that we've been running um, in conjunction with the municipality. And we've had 35 manufacturers qualified to be on the schedule. They have to achieve a certain megawatt output and have a clean feed and so on. And um, I've had feedback from some of those manufacturers where they've indicated if it wasn't for that schedule, they probably would have shut down already. You know, so, so we are trying to support wherever we can. Denise, we know that you are. There was talk earlier this week about business getting involved in assisting with uh, keeping the traffic lights at intersections going during the course of load shedding. But there is only so much that you can do. Absolutely. I mean, as industry, I think we've we've definitely come to the party. I mean, even when you look at reducing um, load at manufacturers, um, in the last year or so, manufacturers have actually, in the city, have reduced their load by 25 megawatts, which is the equivalent of one stage of load shedding for the city. Um, We've also, from a renewable energy perspective, we have a cluster that we're running where we have 34 um, of uh, large manufacturers who use a lot of power that are part of that. In fact, they represent 20% of uh, local electricity consumption. And we're looking at at generating additional 100 megawatts of power. But that would only come into effect towards the end of next year, the solar portion, and then the following year, the wind portion. And the issue that we have with that as well is that currently, as it stands, 
um, the power that would be generated would go into the national grid and it wouldn't um, have a benefit in terms of offset of load shedding locally, which is something we don't agree um, with. We think it must be ring-fenced because the investment in that power is, is happening here. So that's something that we will be engaging with various stakeholders on. But I think the issue that, that is very alarming is this whole issue that you raised earlier around vandalism and um, potential sabotage of substations. And, you know, there's 3,000 substations across the metro. So I don't think people realize how many there are. And we have a very important one called the Chatty substation, which serves the entire city, excluding the Kukha'adiz. So it's absolutely vital that there's a strong security in place to protect these substations um, so that we can protect our power supply. The words of Denise Van Hastien. She's the Chief Executive Officer of the Nelson Mandela Bay Business Chamber. Thanks for your time, Denise. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Joining us now on Behind the Herald Headlines, Nelson Mandela Bay MMC, under whose portfolio electricity falls, Councillor Lance Hrutboom. In addition to the load shedding problem, as we discussed earlier with Denise Van Hastien and Lance, we now have a sinister element of sabotage added to the electricity woes. Yeah, uh, good afternoon, Darren, and good afternoon to your listeners. Darren, um, yes, we have a number of challenges uh, with our electricity infrastructure, electricity and energy, and that is uh, a result of a number of factors, like load shedding is obviously the biggest contributor because it's very easy for criminal elements to get to our infrastructure because there's no life current running to it due to load shedding. And we have seen this all over the city where there has been load shedding for an extended period of time. When we switch on, we have noticed that some of our infrastructure has been damaged or cables have been stolen. Now, over the weekend, it seemed like more than just cables being stolen. There was a statement put out by the mayor, I believe. He said that he believed the effort required, the risk and the precision with which the cable was removed had caused him to suspect sabotage. How have investigations on that front progressed? I have to agree because myself and the mayor was of the belief that when you look at what happened at the Madbandla substation in, in, in Utenaik, it, it, it is definitely not vandalism. It is, it is sabotage. And why do we say that? It's because on the 17th of May, um, there was cable stolen and that cable was cut. Uh, it was cut from our 66 KV line, and that was the 17th. But so what happened is we've got two feeders there that can still supply electricity to the to the to, to that area in Konabushla. So one of the feeders cleared because of the 66 KV damage. But then on the second feeder that can still supply on the 18th of May, there was also damage done on that specific day. So for two days, they were damaged down to two feeders of us. And that uh, put us at a position where we were unable to feed electricity into Konabushla. So that to us is definitely foul play. And then uh, when we worked for five days on that line to get it fixed with it, with having an emergency contractor to come down from Johannesburg to assist us to get that 66 KV line running, when it was done, uh, I think two nights, two, two, two days ago, we switched on again. And when we switched on, we realized that there were some areas that was without electricity. And we found out that there was an intentional cut to our overbundle conductors, which is our 22 KV lines. And we we were without electricity once again. And I think three communities or three wards was affected due to that. And to us, that is a clear, it's not even a suspicious, it is, we can see there's a clear 
vandalism that has taken place in that area. Hence, this morning, we decided, myself and the mayor, to go to the area to investigate what is going on, to get to the top of this matter. And we asked the city manager to look into this matter and possible whether he's sabotaged to, lay a, 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 to open a criminal case so that the police can investigate uh, if, there, if, if, if such has uh, occurred. But we believe that this is definitely no vandalism. It is actually to prevent us from delivering services to the residents in Nelson Mandela Bay. Lance, if it is sabotage, why now? We've dealt with cable theft. Well, we haven't dealt with cable theft, but we've been aware of cable theft for a long time. Add sabotage to the mix. These raise security issues and questions. Well, what is the reason? And, and, they, and there's a lot of things that we can, we, we can put out there. Remember, there's a motion of no confidence in the government this coming week. And one of the, the reasons I believe that is, is, is obviously showing to the residents that we are not delivering services where we, where, we, where we do. And why do I say that? Is the motion that is brought against this government is to say that a person by the name of one of our deputy mayor, Kusta Jack, has been corrupt. When? Kusta Jack has been has been has been has been pardoned or freed or or that these allegations were unfounded uh, and that was confirmed by the Auditor General. So basically, the motion against uh, this government was it's basically incompetent because there's no reason to justify why the government should be removed. So we have the belief that now the best thing to do is to sabotage the system because now you can say no, we're not delivering services to the people, but when we do. Because we are delivering services to the residents and we're working around the clock to make sure we get the city to work again. I think that is one. There is also an unhappiness in electricity and energy for the decision we have made a month ago by suspending seven officials that was linked to fraud and corruption in a department. So we know there are some employees that is on the ground which is not happy with our decision of what we've made. And I think somehow they are also trying to get to us to make sure that they make things uncomfortable for this government in delivering services to the residents of Nelson Mandela Bay. But I have to say this, they will not be deterred by this action. We will continue to make sure we get our city to work and we'll make sure that we put the residents at the centre. But our residents must understand, under these circumstances, it's not easy with vandalism, sabotage and load shedding. It can be very difficult for a government to be able to navigate, but we've navigated, tried our best to make sure that we make sure that our residents get electricity. As I'm speaking to you now, electricity has been restored to Pana Bushle. So to us, we will continue to make sure that we get our city to work and we will continue to rebuild what has been broken down over the years. A while back when you and I spoke about the electricity crisis, you uh, informed us of a number of initiatives to try and alleviate the problem. There was one initiative to encourage industry to use less power or to use power more effectively. There was uh, talk about getting uh, energy producers to uh, feed excess energy they produced into the grid. And there was also talk about the gas-powered station, I think it was in Mount Road, that had been mothballed some years back that was going to be brought back online. How are things progressing on that front? Any progress? Uh, we, are, we are making progress, I have to say this. We, we are working together with the business chamber and we look at various ways of how we can go bring protection to our large businesses in the city as well as our residents when we hit stage six. You see, the problem here, stage six is our problem because our mitigating measures we've put in place are working for us. 
But once it hits stage six, it's very difficult now because it has a huge impact on large businesses like your Volkswagen, your Isuzu, and so forth, our big businesses in our city. And 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 what we've done now, because uh, to 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 navigate, to be able to mitigate against that, is we are exploring other ways of how we can make sure that we keep the lights on for businesses and get the economy still running. But our our initial plan. Uh, uh, to 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 upgrade or to re- refurbish, sorry, the gas turbine is still underway. We've appointed a a a a, a consultant in order to give us a, a cost of supply, what it will cost us to repair that uh, substation that is on its way. We are talking to business chamber. We've wrote a letter to the minister and to the president. We want their intervention to assist us to get it operational because once that is operational, it's a forty mega watt plant and we can still use that in our arsenal when we hit stage six so those are the things that we're looking at our load uh, reduction load curtailment and our those things that we all implemented especially with our ripple geyser control we've implemented that we've got that also in our arsenal which we use when the demand is high and and that is also assisting us we have engaged now with escom to say escom should recognize our ripple geyser control as a stage because if that can seen as a stage, it's almost, I think there is also about 44 megawatts, which is two stages. So when we have our gas turbine running, which is at two stages, and we have our, our, our ripple user control acknowledged by ESCOM as a stage, there can be four stages. That means we have cut it down to four, and we will be able to start load shading at five. But with the current systems in place, we have less load shedding, and I can say this with confidence, than any other municipality in the city in terms of what we have done in reducing our load and making sure that we are complying with ESCOM's demand. But like I said, some of our interventions has not been acknowledged by ESCOM. Hence, we are engaging with ESCOM to say, acknowledge it so that we can protect more businesses in our city mm. during stage six. Because the minister, when he was here, said it's going to be a difficult 150 days coming. And he didn't see us coming out of stage six. We might hit stage eight. And for us as a city, we have to plan against that to make sure that we don't lose the current investment that is in our city and we make sure that we don't lose jobs as well, we get the economy running and we make sure that the lights are kept on even if it's under difficult circumstances. So less load shedding in Nelson Mandela Bay than any other municipality in the country? Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm confident. If you go to Cape Town, they've got more load shedding than us. <laughs> we have less load shedding because of the systems we have put in place. We're the only municipality having installed more than 80,000 ripple geyser controls into people's homes, which we can put off by a switch, and that can drop the load by 50 megawatts. Even the minister was impressed when he heard what interventions we've put in place to reduce the demand nationally. So we just need them to acknowledge it, ESCOM to acknowledge it as a stage, and then we can use that to reduce even more uh, on our residents and make way for our businesses to operate and not be load shedded. And those are the things that we are looking at to bring job security and the economy running in our city. Lance, how secure are we in terms of routine and regular maintenance and upkeep of the system? Do we have sufficient technicians available? How many technicians do we have in the city to look after that? We have contractors that is appointed to assist. Yes, we are understaffed, I have to say that, because over the years we've lost some 
qualified, proper skilled people that was competent to do the work. And there was no, uh, nobody, uh, there was no proper handover. So most of our young uh, guys that is in the system is not uh, so specialized, I believe, to do that proper maintenance on our high uh, HV lines or substations. But like I said, we've appointed some contractors uh, that is able to do that. So in terms of maintenance of our infrastructure, that is happening. Our only challenge is it's a supply chain because to procure those services of uh, specialized people, we have to go through an SEM process. And that is always the delay at this stage. For example, we are sitting without material and material to do proper connection of uh, uh, where there is cable damage and so forth. And that is a huge problem to the city because if it rains tomorrow and those exposed wires are not uh, properly jointed, it will leave another outage and a trip. And we've got a number of those faulty lines in the city due to material that is not sitting at our storeroom, which is our SEM department. And they have been dragging their feet over the years to get that done. But on Sunday, myself and the mayor met with the city manager and um, and and the head of uh, supply chain, and we took them to task to say to them, listen, yeah, we need to get those materials as soon as possible so that we can maintain our lines, especially where our lines has been damaged. That contract was approved under emergencies this week to make sure that we tackle those uh, outstanding lines that has not been maintained and to make sure that we get that ready because we know there's more rain coming and we have to make sure that our electricity infrastructure is also running so that it can prevent outages in the city. Councillor Lance Kruitboom from the Nelson Mandela Bay Municipality, thank you so much for joining us today on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.